Welcome to the Future Now Media Podcast, where we believe a future now is a future one. I'm your host, Peggy Kim, and I'm the founder and president of the Future Now Media Foundation, which is a nonprofit leadership incubator for the media and entertainment industry. In this podcast series, we'll be talking to some of today's top industry leaders, executives, and professionals. We'll also hear about their personal and professional career journeys, what makes them tick, how they got to where they are today, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll also share some of the best content from our Future Now live events. So stay tuned. Today, I'm speaking with two of my favorite people. They are Sean McDuffie and Jason Rugg, two students who attended the Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference in 2018. They both work at Phil Vischer Enterprises, which is a faith-based children's animation studio based in Chicago. Sean is a line producer and executive assistant, and Jason is a production manager. Together, we discuss what the conference is like, what you can expect, and we also share tips on how to get the most out of your conference experience. Take a listen. Tell me about where you guys are right now. Uh, We're in Carroll Stream, Illinois, so we're um, about an hour outside Chicago, and uh, it's very cold here. (laughs) Yeah, very cold, and we're in our uh, office studio. Yep. Awesome. So both Sean and Jason uh, both came to the Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference in 2018. That was last year. And um, I just was so impressed by them. They were so prepared and really took advantage of this conference. And we thought it would be helpful to come together for this podcast um, as we start going into the planning for the 2019 Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference, which will be here in New York at the Schummel Center, May 29th, 30th, and the 31st. And um, I, one of the things that I was super, super impressed by with you guys was your preparation. And I remember the, do you guys remember the first time we met each other? Yeah, I was outside. Yeah, we were waiting for the doors to open. <laughs> so you guys drove all the way from Chicago, and I had two reactions to that. I was like, oh my God, these guys drove all the way from Chicago. And I was so excited about that, but then I was like, oh my God, these two guys drove all the way from Chicago. <laughs> and I hope it, they you know, find, find that this conference was worth it because that was a lot of pressure on me. I'm like, oh my God, I just want to deliver the best um, experience. And you guys really made a sacrifice to, to come all the way from over there and put yourself up and, and everything. So tell me about um, what you felt about the conference. Well, uh, the first thing I felt was it, we kept getting like called out by people on the stage. They were like, and I heard some people drove from Chicago. <laughs> it just, <kinda laughs> just became the running joke <laughs> of the conference. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was it was absolutely incredible to just be around a ton of professional people around our age from all over the East Coast. Really, I mean, there were some folks from Texas, right? Yeah, Texas, California, um, Louisiana. So all we there were students coming from twenty one different states. Wow. Yeah. So from across the country, Um, we had one hundred and seventy three applications last year. One hundred and fifty who were accepted to attend, and then one hundred and thirty seven who were able to actually come. It's amazing. And that that was double the growth from the first year's conference. That's incredible. Yeah. So what were the highlights for you for the conference? 
I think the number one thing for uh, me was the mentoring roundtables. That makes Future Now Conference so unique. There's a lot of different conferences you can go to where there's sort of keynotes and panels and things like that. And the Future Now Conference is just as high quality as any of those. But almost no one gives you direct access uh, to people um, like the Future Now Conference does, and particularly people like such uh, high-ranking positions in the media and entertainment industry. And not only did you get to ask questions of them, they asked questions of you, and really organic process. And so, like that was just unbelievable. So, tell me a little bit about your your background and how you found out about the conference, so, and why you wanted to make this trek all the way to New York for this experience. So we were researching a particular company that we wanted to network with for a project that we were doing, and we saw that they were going to be at the conference, and so that's kind of how we found the Future Now conference online through Google. Um, but then we sort of expanded our search and just sort of saw more of what Future Now was, and that made it a high priority for us to come. And and that's why you know I, I showed Jason it at the office. I was like, this looks like a really awesome opportunity. Like we should apply, get our our applications in, and. So Sean applied, um, and I, I guess it slipped my mind, or I was waiting on, I was waiting on a recommendation letter, I think. Yeah. And it was the last day that the, um, the applications were open that I applied. Um, oh, that so, was you! Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was me. <laughs> that was you. Okay. So um, yeah, it was just. Uh, Sean was like, I mean, I want to go no matter what, but yeah. I would love if you could come with me, and so. Um, I just applied last minute, and I didn't. I didn't really understand completely what the conference was going to be, and then I started looking at everyone who was there, and I was just like, "Oh, I totally see why you want to go to this, Sean." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I I would love for you to kind of talk about how you prepared, because I've gotten to know you now since that conference over the course of the last, what's it been, six, seven months at this point. And um, I, I mean, I've, I've been so excited. To me, you guys are my one of the great success stories of the Future Now Conference, because you really took advantage of this opportunity. Um, because, you know, I created this conference in order for students to get access to the industry because it's so hard that if, if you don't know someone already in the business, it's very difficult to break through. I mean, you're, you send in your resumes, you, you know, go online and do that whole um, process, but you're in there with thousands of other uh, resumes and candidates. So how do you break out? And the way to break out is really by making those one-on-one connections. And so, um, you know that's really one of the most important things, and I think the as one of the most important aspects of the Future Now Conference is to give students that ability to access the room. So, tell me about how you prepared for this conference. Well, I mean, bottom line, it's just hard work. Yeah. I mean, so the the thing is, is is the conference lists all the speakers, all the sessions their roles, their titles. We looked up every single speaker, every single mentor, checked out their LinkedIn's, checked out if they had any articles that were published recently about their um, uh, division at work, and just made lists of questions for every single person, because we didn't know who we'd have the opportunity to run into in an elevator, or who we'd walk from a session to, uh, or from with, or 
or anything. So, I mean, we had a list of people we wanted to to reach out to intentionally um, because of our interests, but we just, we did the research on every single person and uh, that worked out because the mentorship roundtables are, are random assignments. So we had research on everybody and we were, we were prepared, but I mean, just bottom line is just putting in the hours and... Yeah. Which we had a lot of hours with the 14-hour drive. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, we just talked back and forth asking, like, all right, if we had this opportunity, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I was doing the driving, and so Sean would ask me, okay, so if you got to talk to um, a senior vice president from, you know, such and such, what would you ask them? And he would just go through these questions, and I would sometimes come back with, I don't even know what I would begin to ask. <laughs> and so then, I mean, there there's terms in there. Yeah. Like, we, you know, what what do all of these different divisions that they work in mean? And yeah. what I mean, does your job actually mean? Because that, that that was the thing. It was like I didn't I couldn't come up with questions because I didn't know exactly what their job meant. And right. so it, we just kind of boiled it down and figured things out. So even in asking ourselves, what questions would you ask them? We learned a lot because we ended up looking up additional things we never even would have thought to look up right. research. And you bring up another good point because, again, you know, when you're a student, I don't think you guys have um, really an understanding of the breadth of opportunities that are in the business. All these different t- job types and departments and titles and roles. And so, again, through the conference, um, Hopefully, the students are able to get a better sense of that and have more exposure to that because, you know, the likelihood that, you know, if you're, let's say you're in a film program, you know, the likelihood that you're going to make a living and be the next Steven Spielberg, unless you're really, really talented and you work your butt off, um, it's not likely you're going to be the next Steven Spielberg, right? But there's so many other opportunities in the business that you can still get plugged in and use your skill sets and get excited about um, having a career in the media and entertainment field. And I think the other thing is sort of how I've pursued my career is is realizing if I understood the operations, if I understood the marketing side of the media and entertainment space, that I can pursue my creative dreams after that with a better foundation. So I think you can you can aspire to do great creative things like both Jason and I do, but you can also learn a craft and a trade in the media entertainment space, provide value to other people, develop your network, and not just be reliant merely on talent, but just putting in the work and, and helping other people succeed. And that, that'll pay off in the future. So instead of just being in your bedroom dreaming about being Steven Spielberg and what you're going to say when you win an Oscar, <laughs> you can actually help people in their day-to-day lives and they can help give you a hand up when you need to when you have a project that you feel like is is going to have a chance to be successful. Yeah. Exactly. So um, how did you follow up after the conference? Well, everyone that we had a personal interaction with, we sent a LinkedIn request uh, with a, a personalized note. Um, with uh, so what I did is for every person that I sort of learned something from, um, I said thank you for for the, um, being at the conference and I, I really took this away from it and uh, really appreciate it. Um, there were a couple people that we had targeted as as individuals we wanted to meet that we didn't have a chance to meet, and um, we emailed them. Um, and w- one person we were able to hop on a phone call with, another person we had coffee with, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to drive, um, is so that we had the flexibility of when to go home. So we were actually able to, uh, the weekend after the conference, stay in Nyack and, and go down to the city for a meeting. Um, 
but we didn't we we basically just followed up with the people that we had uh, direct personal connections with that we were able to talk to and people were really willing to take those meetings with you oh my word yeah. I, absolutely Sean and I have gone to several other conferences together and we've uh, reached out to people in the exact same way and we never get anything back mm-hmm. um, but with future now I don't think we got stonewalled by anybody every single person either accepted our request or sent something back it was incredible in fact one of the mentors that we had never met um, because you know we, we weren't in their bracket of tables uh, just sent him an email um, with the title of the the subject of the email being future now conference and I said hey I didn't get to get a chance to ask you this question would you know could you answer it and and he did and so I mean that was you know, someone who I hadn't even had a personal interaction with, but just because I was at the conference and he w- was willing to spend his time at the conference, and he was a very senior person at a media company, um, that uh, willingness to, to provide value and, and like want to help the next generation is just like so evident in every person that's involved. That's it's, awesome. It's really incredible. Um, did you, what media tours did you go on? Well, Sean and I both wanted to go to HBO, but Sean got the last spot. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up going to A&E, and I actually, I think I enjoyed A&E way more than I would have HBO, because A&E was incredibly interesting. It worked out great for us because yeah. I think HBO was perfect for me and A&E was perfect for you yeah. in terms of our differences. Yeah. And, and the really interesting thing is they started, I think, a half hour apart, and mm-hmm. that's how far apart they were like with traffic and everything. Yeah. So as I dropped Sean off and then I drove over to A&E, and then mine finished up before his did. So it was really, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> and just, just like a, um, a thing about being early, so I was the first person at HBO, and the thing is, is that mean I could get checked in at the security desk first. And so when our contact at HBO came in the building, I was already checked in with security. So I got to ride up the elevator with her and, and we basically had like a five or 10 minute conversation one-on-one uh, where I got to ask her some questions all because I was half an hour earlier than everyone else was supposed to be there. And it's like, those are like the little things that you can do to give yourself an advantage uh, just by showing up early, putting in more work than other people. Yeah, and you were prepared. ready to talk to yeah. the contact. You knew right. who they were. Had her background. I knew that HBO had this show, and I knew that there was some interesting uh, legal intricacies about it, so I was able to ask her about it because of this thing. And, you know, I'm never going to be a lawyer or entertainment lawyer, but and I don't even know if she remembers that interaction, but able to connect someone on their level, not always asking about you know what you want to know, but taking interest in their career and things like that. That's excellent. You guys should be running this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which they are. So folks, so Sean and Jason, this is another amazing thing um, that really touched me so much after the conference. You know, I got a lot of letters of thank yous, which was so gratifying, um, but there were a few, and you were the two among them that um, just went a whole other extra mile. And you guys approached me and said, "Hey, you know, we are, we we really want to get involved, and we'd love to, you know, just help." And um, so now you guys are the producers of the Future Now Media podcast. It's awesome. And you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> and that came out of the conference. Like, yeah. you know, uh, one of the, the mentors at HBO, she was like, look, you know, if you want to develop your career as a young person, volunteer for nonprofit organizations. And 
and there weren't a lot of nonprofit organizations that were sort of uh, qualified for, but Future Now was one of them. And so based off of the advice of someone in the conference, we acted on it. I, I think that's one of the huge things is like, if you're gonna come to an event like this, like don't just come to be educated and inspired, like actually execute the practical things that people tell you to do, and it'll absolutely change the trajectory of your career. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think you guys have done very, very well, and it's really one of the hearts of, you know, my heart for this conference is that we build relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, your career, your journey, it's all about building relationships. It's That's life, right? So that's life, but that's every aspect of your life is about building relationships. And so, you know, with the Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference, um, my hope is that we're giving access, but it's not simply here's you know here's the trough of water, horses come and drink. It's like okay, you, you've, we have the access, but you've got to actually you have a chance not only to be in the room and to make these connections, you have an opportunity to build relationships. And so even the uh, spe- the speakers and the mentors that um, I invite to participate in the conference. Uh, I count them as friends. I have tremendous respect for them, not only for their actual career achievements and accomplishments, but for the people that they are. Because like you said, Sean, every single one of these people are there with the sincere heart to give back and to connect and to mentor and to help um, advance that next generation of leader. So um, well done again. (laughs) Well, thanks for creating this. I mean, I, I we know now, having gotten to know you behind the scenes, like how much work and how much effort you put into this. And uh, it's just, we're so thankful that you're doing it and so thankful that more people are going to get a benefit from it. And it's going to have a tremendous impact. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be fun to see how everything plays out going forward. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Do you guys have any uh, tips? I mean, I think you've already kind of exemplified it in the stories that you've shared, but... What are your tips for students who are right now uh, applying for the conference? Well, if you're thinking about applying for the conference, definitely finish your application and get it in. Like that's, (laughs) you know, it'd be silly to do any amount of work and then not complete it. So like definitely get your application in um, and and see if you get accepted and then figure out the logistics of how to make it afterwards. Like step one, actually get it turned in. Um, and, And two, I'd say, you should be looking at other places. There's a lot of places online that have sort of conference sessions and things like that. The Producers Guild of America has a lot of things online, uh, Variety, a couple other places. And just sort of get a feel for what uh, listening to sessions are like. Um, because one of the keys to, to success at the conference is being able to ask good questions, either from the audience when when the questions are open or in the mentoring uh, roundtables and you know correct me if I'm wrong Peggy but nothing is going to impress uh, these media professionals more than if you ask a really intelligent question that demonstrates an understanding of the industry a desire to learn more someone that's already done their homework that's going to be the best first impression you can give absolutely you know as a producer we always say your production is only as good as your pre-production and so in this case, the pre-production is doing all of that research, you know, finding out the people's backgrounds, which, you know, we make it easy. It's all on the website. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
and you know come thinking about you know reading up on them what articles have they um, written or have been written about them what interviews have they done what videos exist of them previously speaking you know and really doing that research is is so valuable and it's meaningful to the person that you're wanting to talk to because that means you really cared you you took the time and you made the effort so there's a respect there and so I think that's another um, great thing to keep in mind ultimately the time that you spent reflects the respect that you have for that individual and when you respect them they respect you and it's it's always mutual so again it's the respect and the relationship it goes hand in hand absolutely I think the one thing, uh, the one tip I would say is to have confidence um, when speaking to any of the people at the conference because they're there to help. They're like we've we've said in the past, they're legitimately they're there to send the elevator back down, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's great. I like that. They they want to hear. They they want to talk to you. They want to help you. So you know I always struggle with approaching people who are, you know, oh man, that's, that's so-and-so from such and such, you know, it, it, I, it gets in my head, but, um, midway through the conference, it was just like, no, these, these people are, they just want to talk to you. They just want to help you in any way they can. So just have confidence in being able to talk to them, but, and have confidence by doing your research. Yeah. Well, it's by doing your research beforehand, but I also right. think taking notes during the conference is good for two reasons. One a lot of people don't realize this, but speakers can see out and other, you never know who's behind you and watching. So taking notes, like what else are you going to be doing during that time? Like you're doing it during a keynote or during a panel, like making, like taking notes makes you look professional. But two, it's a really long day. And so by the time you get to the mentoring sessions, you might have an opportunity to speak to someone who is on stage during a panel or a keynote and you wanted to ask them a question about something they said, but it's been such a long day that you don't remember it or you misremember it. And if you just have, what'll, one thing that'll give you confidence is if you know you have your notes, you know you have your research, you can just refresh yourself with that and then ask uh, the question you wanted to ask. So it's like, it's those little things that if you put in the effort, even if you're not on your, your best day, you're not feeling well or you're tired at the end of a conference, by having those resources to fall back on, you can stay confident and keep engaging well. Yeah. Uh, Sean and I are both over six feet tall, and so the, the the sessions were broken up into two different chunks. And the first session, we were down in like the fourth or fifth row, and the seats were really small, and we were kind of crammed. And so the second session, after lunch, we were like, we're going to sit in the back, sit where there's not as many people we can stretch out. And it turned out that was where a bunch of the people from the mentoring roundtables and from previous uh, uh, conversations on stage were sitting. And so we were sitting amongst just a bunch of um, people f- who had already spoken or were going to speak later. And it made me realize like, oh, they're right there. They're right behind us. And I hadn't realized that <laughs> up until <laughs> up until that point. So I still yeah. want everybody to sit up front, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't all sit in the back. Everybody I know, come but forward. I think we should make it a six foot three exception. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we can. I think. We can. <laughs> but that's good. That's interesting, too. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any uh, questions for me? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think as someone who's who's putting this on, one thing I'd love to know is like, what are the things that sort of annoy you that when you see? What are some bad practices <laughs> that that just that are immediate indicators that someone isn't taking this seriously? 
That's all the opposite of what you guys did. <laughs> That's the easy answer. I mean, you, I think, you know, you guys did everything right. You came prepared. You did your research. Um, you had your applications in on time, first of all. Um, that's also meaningful to me. Like, I know every year who sent in the very first application, mm. you know? Um, I don't know who sent the 34th application, but I always know who sent the first application. Um, so getting things done on time is actually very meaningful. The preparation work that you did, excellent. Um, I think you're right, Jason, about the confidence piece. I mean, I, you know, honestly, everybody... Everybody can be, people can be shy and they can be introverts. I tend to be an introvert. I'm an extrovert by necessity rather than by nature. Um, and so you get, you get shy and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. But, you know, you don't have to come out, you don't have to whip out the, you know, $500 question. Um, you know, just be, just be natural and be relaxed, and be you, and just be friendly, you know? Um, speakers and mentors can just can be just as shy as, as the student. So, you know, if you, if as the student, you're the one that's breaking the ice, that's probably super helpful for the, the speaker or the mentor that you're talking to, or the executive. So, um, confidence, uh, don't be afraid, and... I would say after the conference, follow up, because yeah. one of the um, one of the things that a lot of people have not done, and I've got this feedback also from the speakers and mentors, where they said, "Oh, we got our first email, and then the speakers mentors responded, and then the student never replied again." <laughs> so that was a lost opportunity to actually continue a dialogue and continue a relationship and build a relationship. And so, you know, to be a, to have made that first initial contact and then not have followed up, that's almost worse than not having done it in the first place. Mm. Because that seems like you are looking for a transaction or you don't know how to follow through on something. And the follow through is one of the most important things that you could possibly do in life, in every part of your life, um, and, and certainly in your career. And, you know, relationships are also based on trust. And if you are a no-show um, you know that doesn't curry trust, and that doesn't that that doesn't help you advance, um, and it's your reputation. So those would be some of the kind of top line things that I would say. I think that's something we absolutely uh, witnessed at the conference was people who were there looking for something like a transactional relationship, uh, and they didn't experience the conference to the fullest. They weren't yeah. there to just be there and make connections and build relationships. They were there because they specifically wanted to go to HBO or they specifically wanted to talk to this one person and that was it. And it was it was just such a lost opportunity for all those students. I, I think of one person who at HBO uh, 
they took out all the business cards they collected, like like it was a trading card game, and just like laid them out on the table, like look at all this that I got. And then that person also took a like a giant selfie in front of an HBO um, placard in sort of one of the hallways, and it's just like that is so you're 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 getting an opportunity to talk to SVPs, you're getting to talk to people who are, who are, are major decision makers. And you're you're viewing it as if it's like uh, you're collecting stamps, and you have an Instagram post, and that, that's just not professional. It just doesn't help you. It makes you seem, you know, might make you seem like a big shot where you, when you go home, but it doesn't actually progress your career. And it, like you said, Peggy, I mean, it's all about relationships. It's all about actually making a connection with someone. You know, it's about connections, not collecting a bunch of cards that you're not right. going to email anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, ooh, and now I know what HBO business cards look like. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't help you at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, need to take full advantage and be present. And, you know, I get the transactional thing. There are times where, you know, we all need a transaction in order to live, breathe, and pay our bills and that kind of thing. But... Um, you have to look at this not not as a short game, but as a long game, because you never know down the line where that interaction, that relationships, that that relationship or relationships that you've built um, will 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 be extremely valuable to you in those moments that really count. And so you want to build those relationships not for when you need it, but to. For the, for the sake of enjoying the fact that you have the relationship, you have, it's a friendship, there's a trust, there's, um, there's a knowing, right? So do you want to be, what do you want to be known for? You know, do you want to be known for the, as the person that is all about the transaction or the person that actually understands the value of the person that they are building this relationship with beyond what can you do for me right now? or what can you even do for me later? Um, you wanna build solid, genuine relationships. And, and the cool thing about Future Now is not only that the mentors are amazing, um, you know, I just shared that one story of that one person, but everyone else in the room was really impressive and asking great questions. And, and um, I was learning things from some of the questions they were asking, they were so insightful. I'm like, oh, that's a great question perfect taking notes on them and trying to meet with them and that's another way that you can develop your network is networking with people at the conference I think that's one of the things that that Jason and I didn't do as well yeah. and partially because you know we live in Chicago and we you know don't have plans to be in New York but we could have done a better job of of getting to know people at the conference that are our peers because that that type of networking is also very important so that's that's crucial uh, to do as well that's right, because you're all future leaders coming up together. Right. right. So maybe a lot of the people in that room will end up being your peers at different companies, and you'll be making deals together. Or you'll be helping each other you know, um, get that promotion and advance through your career. Generally speaking, what... <laughs> What do you think students should be trying to get out of it? Because we talked about the relationships. We talked about sort of best practices, how to sort of do the conference well. But, but what should uh, students be trying to tangibly take away? Is it, is it an internship if you're still in school? Is it connections for an entry-level job? Is it just knowledge about the industry? What, what are the tangible things that people should be looking for? 
I would say, first and foremost, I would say get some knowledge about the industry. Start making your contacts and, and start building your professional networks now while you're still in school. Um, that's why we're doing this conference is to give you access early so that you can start learning so that by the time you are ready to actually um, launch into your career, you've got people who you... Um, have learned from and have relationships with that when you're ready for that internship and that job search, you have somebody you can reach out to. So I don't look at the conference itself as a transactional place. Look at it as a um, foundation building place. So you're building the foundation of knowledge. You're building the foundation of building your professional network. Uh, with your peers, just as you said, Sean, with your peers, because you'll be coming up through this together. Um, and obviously with these, the executives and professionals that you meet there. So start building those relationships. I don't think it's something other than building those relationships, because the relationships are the foundation for everything else to potentially happen. You know, it's the, it's the you know, I look at this as um, you know, from a metaphorical standpoint, you're starting to grow your roots, right? And so, as if if you you're in good soil, you're being watered, you're being fed, and you've got sunlight, you have the potential to grow. And so, the fruits that um, you, the tree tree bears are the results of the relationships. So that fruit could be the relationship itself. The fruit could be this opportunity, that opportunity, this internship, that job, and and who knows. And then also, you know, remember that this is also about paying it forward, right? So this isn't just about, you know, those who are more seasoned, seasoned people just pouring into, um, you know, the, the next generation coming up, but you at this stage also have the power and the and the um what's the word ability and you have something to give to others and so it, this is a two-way street a relationship is a two-way street it isn't just from top down but you know i can tell you that the speakers mentors myself you know we get so much out of that relationship as much as, you know, you guys would be. I mean, I, I, for me, one of the most amazing, awesome uh, things that have come out of the conference has been meeting you guys. Huh. And um, I've learned so much from you. I have, it gives me so much joy to be learning from you and to be having this kind of opportunity to do a podcast like this, the fact that you're doing the podcast as, as producers, um, you know, and that was your idea. I mean, it was, it's awesome. It's totally, totally awesome. So I, you know, my hope is that this kind of microcosm of our experience here can be spread uh, amongst all of the students and all the um, industry folks that participate because this is how you make change. This is how you change um, those things that have been kind of a, um, you know, I mean, I think we've seen a lot of division in this country. I think we've seen a lot of uh, 
not so great things on media and you know how do we how do we change the atmosphere how do we help bring up that next generation that might do things a little bit differently those are, those are all things that I, I think about um, and very con- and am very conscious of and so that's why this is so um, important to me and why I value the interaction that that we've had since the conference it's been a tremendous blessing so it's the relationship is two ways well, thank you so much Peggy I mean it's been um, so much as happened for us since future now i mean jason and i sort of marvel at it sometimes like <laughs> we, we had a revelation like just last week of like it hasn't even been a year and just think of how different right everything is for us how we approach everything is completely different yeah just from a perspective shift perspective shift uh a technical ability <laughs> um just knowledge of the industry it's just yeah. it when you actually start to understand how the media and entertainment industry functions, you can learn so much more by engaging in in news coverage and things like that because you 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 understand you have a foundation, yeah. um, and that's I think my last question for you, Peggy, um, is how do you educate yourself about the industry because you know doing the work of 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 looking up all the speakers and things like that that's 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 necessary and that's great but if you don't understand what even like pre-production is or or how you know uh, sort of basic deals get made between you know how like how a writer gets hired or something like that depending on what area you're interested in like how do you how do you learn about the industry so that you can ask those intelligent questions at the conference and after the quest after you've learned the things from the conference how do you continue to learn so you can expand your knowledge that's a great question. Um, first of all, I don't think you can learn everything. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah. the rate of change, and I think uh, John McMenamin from Media Village, he did our State of the Industry uh, talk for last year's, at last year's conference. And um, he also talked about this, the speed of change. I mean, the speed of change, I, I think it's been accelerated in the last uh, five years than um, at any other time in the history of television and media. Um, so you can't know everything, but if you, you know, if you set aside time and just kind of read the trades and you can pick a few, I mean, some of my favorites tend to be uh, Synopsis, and that's a e- free e-newsletter, um, and that's, you know, what a, th- a three minute four minute read in a, in a morning and so you just kind of get your get your information and in, in snack snackable bits um, and then I think also having a relationship with a mentor and I think it's not even just one mentor and it's not having a formal relationship necessarily with someone that you would consider a mentor but Again, as you build those relationships, sometimes it's like, okay, over a cup of coffee, um, it's finding out, okay, tell me about what it means to be a producer. Like, what do you do? If you're a film producer, is that different from, uh, you know, a TV documentary producer or a game show producer? What, it, what, is that actually, what is that role? So 
you know, that's an that's another way to go about it. You have you do have to be intentional. You know, you don't pick things up just because you're gonna it by osmosis, <laughs> right? right? Knowledge you have to you have to actually proactively pursue. Um, so yeah, it does take time, um, but I don't I don't think you need to put yourself under pressure to have to like learn everything all at once because I don't even think that that's possible. You know, um, there's a lot of resources online. Uh, Future Now, we're also going to be uh, building out some new programs and such over the over the coming year and years, and so hopefully we can provide some of those. Um, kind of training opportunities and, and modules where you it could be a kind of a one-stop shop of here are here are the different roles in the industry and here's what they do and here here's how it works I think you know I think um, that would be very valuable and something that we'll be working on great yeah well it's awesome. I'm, I'm sure they're gonna be amazing because the conference is just it's perfect perfect opportunity to, uh, to start the journey and uh, just awesome opportunities to grow coming out of it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, everybody, the Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference will be happening May 29th, 30th, and the 31st. Uh, this, year, this year we're doing it as a three-day event. Uh, we tagged on the day one event as a welcome uh, reception and networking opportunity and then the second day will be a full day conference day with keynotes and panels mentoring roundtables and the third day will be men- uh, sorry the third day will be media tours all right thank you guys so much this is peggy kim with future now and come back to us again next time